We're talking about great grace. I love the verse of scripture in Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, where it says that great grace was upon them all. Amen? Great grace is upon you. And so what the grace of God contains, it contains everything that God has promised and provided for you and I during this great dispensation of grace. Aren't you glad we're not under the law? We're not under legalism. We're under the grace of God. That's why we can boldly say, sin no longer has dominion over me. For I'm not under the law, but I'm under the grace of God. Glory to God. So the Greek word for grace is charis. We get our word charismatic from that. And it also can be defined as an expectation of supernatural favor, glory to God, of return. Amen. So thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for the favor of God. How many of you know that God's very nature is gracious? In Psalms 103 and verse 8, it says this, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and He's abounding in mercy. That is, in fact, the essence of who He is. And the good news is this, grace is for everybody. The grace of God, the Bible says, has appeared to all men. And so this grace, it is his nature. It is his mindset. It is his disposition and his attitude toward you. When God looks at you, he doesn't look at you with eyes of scorn. He doesn't look at Jesus and say, oh, son, what about them? No, God looks at us with eyes of compassion, with eyes filled with grace, and He sees all of our potential. The Bible says that you have been declared righteous. We have been brought out of unrighteousness into righteousness by the grace of God. Romans 3.24 says this, being justified freely by what? By His grace through the redemption of that is in Christ Jesus. Think about it. Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for every man. We can only explain what Christ did on the cross is been done by the grace of God. There's no other explanation. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, it says this in the message. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? It is the favor of God extended towards you. I love the definition that Webster's gives of favor from actually it's the 1828 edition he defines favor as an advantage for success grace is his advantage for your success grace and favor are the believer's advantage this grace and this favor will support you it will uphold you in difficult times This grace and this favor will provide you and I with great advantages and even show us special privileges. 
As a matter of fact, Psalm verse 5 and verse 12 says this, For thou wilt bless the righteous with what? He will bless the righteous with favor or with grace and will compass him about as a shield. Do you like that? Jerry Savelle says this, Favor, it opens doors, creates opportunities, turns adversaries into allies, accelerates progress, and brings great blessings. Favor is the birthright of every believer. Hallelujah. And so see it, friend, as a shield. Long before Star Trek, God had force fields. He's got a shield of favor all around you. And the good news is this, is this favor isn't just for today or tomorrow. This favor is for your whole life. Amen. A matter of fact, in Psalm 30 in verse 5, read it with me, please. For his anger is but for a moment. Everyone say, thank God. But his favor is for a lifetime. Or in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but hey, what comes in the morning? Hallelujah. You may have been through a difficult time, but the grace of God somehow, some way happens right in the middle of the night. And you get up the next morning and joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. You know, a person once said this, you know, if, a, if you find a turtle on a fence post, you know he had some help. <laughs> and I said that to say this, that favor and God's grace get you places you could never have gotten by yourself. It is the advantage for your success. The favor of God, the grace of God is an enabler. It enables you to win battles that looked impossible. Battles that you could no way, no how, face with your own strength. But oh, the grace of God is sufficient for you. The grace of God strengthened you. And you met it head on. And God's grace has brought you thus far. And God's grace will take you all the way through. Hallelujah. Psalm 44, verse 3. Read this with me. You guys are doing good today. Let's read it together. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance, because you had a favor unto them. Praise God. So favor then is rooted in God's grace. Everything he's provided, everything he's pervaded, uh, praise God, prepared for you is contained in the grace of God. Amen. Here's what some of the things grace will do and favor will do for your life. It will produce supernatural increase and promotion in your life. It will restore everything the enemy has stolen from you. It will give you honor even in the midst of your adversaries. It will produce great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. It will give you preferential treatment. And we've seen this right here in the church. It will grant us petitions even by ungodly civil authorities. Have you seen that happen in your life? They said, there's no way, but we say Yahweh. No way, yes way. No way, Yahweh. He is the way. Amen. Not only that, 
but it will change policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed for your advantage. And here's what I have in my spirit. Declarations of His great grace and favor bring manifestations of great grace and favor in your life. Now look at Job 22. This is all introductory. Look at your neighbor and say, we're heading somewhere. Job 22, verse 28 says this. You shall also decide and declare a thing. And... It might be established for you. No, it says it will be. And, notice the rest of this, the light of God's favor is going to shine upon your ways. Oh, we want His favor. We want His light to shine upon our ways every day of our lives. Now, I looked up the word decree because it says you shall decree a thing. That means that it is our responsibility to decree a thing that God has already spoken to us through his word. It means that we believe it, we come into agreement with what he said, and then we decree it and we declare it. Now, listen to this definition right out of the dictionary. A decree is taking God's word and speaking it out. It says, we have been given the authority from Jesus to make these decrees into our realms of influence. And as we do it, we begin to create the will of God in our life in the spiritual realm. Praise God. So decree then simply means to proclaim and to announce. I want to announce some things to you today. That you have favor with God and with man. I just dropped by to declare and decree the favor of God is upon your life. The blessing of God is upon you. The favor of God is surrounding you. And the mercy and goodness of God are following you all the days of your life. Say it with me. The blessing empowers me to prosper. The favor of God provides opportunities to make those things happen. And I'm living in a time where those opportunities are unprecedented. That's my introduction. Now, I want you to listen very, very carefully until the end of this message. The Bible talks about the manifold grace of God. The multifaceted grace of God. Just like electricity has many uses, the grace of God has many aspects. We want to look at one major aspect of the manifold grace of God. Amen? In other words, an indicator that this great grace is upon us. How many of you know Moses experienced great favor? He experienced great, great grace. Now, I want you to notice with me from the book of Exodus, chapter 33, a conversation that Moses had with the Lord. Now, we know that it was the will of God for Moses to take the assignment to lead the people 
of God out of, Israel, out of Egypt into the promised land. Amen? Now notice this. In Exodus chapter 33. In verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Let's stop right there. Thou hast found grace in my sight. We could say it this way. You have found favor in my sight. Now the major reason why Moses found grace in the sight of the Lord is because he pleased God. There was just something about Moses that pleased God that opened the door for great favor to be extended toward him. Now notice the next verse in verse 13. Now therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now thy way. In other words, how in the world Am I, just fresh out of a desert experience, saw a burning bush, how in the world am I going to lead them out into the promised land? And so he's asking for help. Have you ever felt like that? How in the world could I ever do this? Well, you can only do it in Him. And you can only do it by the grace and the favor of God. But it begins by having a willing heart and saying yes to whatever assignment he may give you. Somebody say, well, I'm not willing. Well, then you need to pray, praise God, that you would get to a place where you get willing. Because those that are willing and obedient, hey, I just heard the organ, those that are willing and obedient, they're going to eat something. What are they going to eat? Are they going to eat the bad of the land? No, they're going to eat the good of the land. Oh, folks, the promised land is full of good. The promised land is full of blessing. God's got a land of promise for you and for me. It is our wealthy place. It is our place of rich fulfillment. But it begins by having a humble heart, knowing that you cannot do it in and out of yourself. And it comes by obeying whatever assignment he gives to you. No matter what that assignment may be. It may be to be a mom to your children. It may be a husband to your wife. I mean a better one. A greater one. Amen. All of God's assignments are not spectacular. But they are supernatural. And when you get an assignment from God, you can expect supernatural grace, supernatural favor, and supernatural help. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Help a preacher out on Memorial Day weekend. I know you're thinking about your barbecue, but put the barbecue aside just for a few minutes. And let's partake of what God is saying to us today. Verse 12 again. And Moses said, verse 13, excuse me. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I might find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. 
They're your people. I'm expecting you to show me the way. When God gives you an assignment, it's His assignment given to you. And not only is He a giver of an assignment, but He is also the giver of grace and favor to help you to fulfill the assignment that He's given you. Somebody said, say that again. I can't. Verse 13, Thou therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in your sight, once again, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is your people. Now read verse 14 with me, like you're really awake. Ready, read. And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I... Say it like this. His presence shall go with me, And attached to his presence is great rest. Here's what Moses knew. And here's what we need to know. Moses knew his presence was with them because his grace was with him. His presence in our lives is an indicator of his grace and favor for us. Now, verse 15 and 16. And he said unto them, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Anybody ever felt like that? Verse 16. For wherein shall, I, shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and your people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 17, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Whoo, hallelujah. He knows your name. He knows your name. Hallelujah. Your faith can please him. Your obedience can please him. Just like Moses pleased God, you can please God. And he will reward those who please him. And the one way that he does, he rewards us with his presence. Now I want to work off this verse 14 with just for a few moments. How many of you believe in God with me today? Praise the Lord. Notice this again in verse 14. And he said... My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. This jumped out at me the other day. When I think of him giving me rest through his presence, I think of having the peace of God. God's peace is a mark of his presence in your life. And God said... Obey me. I'm with you. My presence will go with you. But I'm also going to give you rest. In other words, you'll have peace through the whole process. Say it with me. Peace through the whole process. Woo-hoo, glory to God. Anybody have ever experienced a peace that passes understanding? 
You should have had peace. The doctor said this. The doctor said that. The bill collectors came. You shouldn't have, have had peace. But oh, thank God, there's just an undeniable rest in your soul. There's an undeniable rest and peace that passes up your understanding. Now listen to this statement. Grace and peace are the Father's dynamic duo. Peace and rest go right along with grace. Now, if we took the time, and I'll just quote a few verses for you, you find throughout the New Testament that grace is coupled with peace more than any other component. For example, Paul writing to the church at Rome said this, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Writing to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 1 and 2, he said this, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then lastly, in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 3, he says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So would you agree with me today that God gave Moses a huge assignment? God gives us big assignments. He's a big God. Amen. No matter what He's asked us to do, whatever assignment in life He has given us, when we obey, we can fully expect His presence to be with us. And along with His presence comes rest. Along with His presence comes peace. And here's what I had in my spirit. As you and I go along this path of life, as you and I walk in his assignments for our lives, there will come rest robbers. There will come rest robbers to pull you out of peace, to pull you out of rest, and really to pull you out of the grace of God. One major rest robber that came to me is fear. Anybody ever been challenged by the spirit of fear? One or two of you anyway. We don't like to admit it. But many of us has yielded, have yielded more to fear than we ever should have. You let your word level down? Come on. You watch and listen to too much TV and listen and watch to too much news? Bad news does not trump the good news. Good news trumps the bad news. But you let your word level down? And you let your prayer level down? Fear will knock on your door. But here's what 2 Timothy 1.7 says. Anybody out there know what 2 Timothy 1.7 says? 2 Timothy 1.7, let's quote it together. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power One more time. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power of Hallelujah. One way that we overcome fear is we simply draw near to Him. Yes. 
we come close to him in communion with him and it seems like we get bumped up to another degree of glory did you know that the word glory also means grace what are you saying i'm saying as we behold him as we draw near to him we're going to go from glory to glory the Amplified says we're going to go from one degree of glory to the next. Anybody interested in going up? So we could say it like this. We are going from glory to glory and grace to grace. And what this means also is we are being transformed. We are being changed the way that we see the opportunities to fail. We are growing beyond the spirit of fear that brings torment. And we are growing in the perfect love of God, which casteth out all fear. Amen. Amen. Now, the rest robbers. Fear. A word came from a man of God at the end of 2020 and it's a powerful word but let me say this before i read it you and i must rise up and resist the rest robbers and the word came forth and it said this be bold and courageous and stay free from all fear for 2021 is going to turn out to be a great year I'll take you higher than you've ever been before. This is my promise. And my promises are sure. So stay in my word. Now listen to this. And rest in me. For this is your year to be totally free. Do you receive that? The other thing that came to me as I was thinking about these things that rob us of rest is insecurity. Insecurity. What does that look like? Well, sometimes that means we have doubt about our abilities to fulfill our assignments. I've been there. You've been there. But I just want to remind you, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you've received power from on high. That means ability and efficiency. You are able to do what God's called you to do because His promises are enablers. I like what Paul said to the church at Philippians. He said, I can do all things through Christ. Which what? Say that with me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You have His ability. You have His ability. To do His will. Don't think for one moment you don't qualify. You and I are qualified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews chapter 13 verses 20 through 21. Look at this. This is a prayer that Brenda and I pray for you often. We pray it for ourselves often. It says this, Now may the God of peace who is the author and giver of peace or the author and giver of rest, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, 
by the blood. Everyone say, by the blood. blood. Say this with me. I'm qualified by the blood. blood. You're pre-qualified. By the blood that sealed, ratified the everlasting agreement, covenant, and testament. Now read verse 21 with me. This is ours. Strengthen, complete, perfect, and make us what we ought to be, and equip us with everything good that we may carry out His will while He Himself works in us and accomplishes that which is pleasing in His sight. Glory to God. So He strengthens us. He equips us. He enables us to fulfill all the will of God. Amen. There's supernatural equipment available to you and to me every day of our lives so we're not going to be robbed out of a place of rest by thinking we don't qualify we're not going to be robbed out of a place of rest because a spirit of fear knocks on our door we're not going to be robbed we're not going to come up short just because of this and that and the other you're not going to come up short just because there's been a delay or two. I'm going to tell you, say it again. You're not going to come up short just because you've been delayed here and there. Because delays are not denials. Amen. You're not going to come up short. We're not going to come up short. We are going to fulfill all of His will because we have been equipped to live in the last days. If you weren't furnished with the ability to live in the last days, you wouldn't be here. The fact of the matter that you are still breathing tells me, praise God, that God has more than enough ability, more than enough grace, more than enough favor for you for your whole life. We're not going to fail. We're not going to come up short just because some test, just because of some trial. We're not going to come up short just because we have been reproached for the name of Christ. Just because the culture may want to cancel some of us. We are not going to come up short. You can't cancel a follower of Christ. They couldn't cancel Christ. They thought they canceled Him over 2,000 years ago when they put Him in a tomb. All of heaven was dancing, all of hell was dancing for three days and three nights in hell. But thank God, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, the master rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And the Bible said he canceled out the writing, the handwriting that was against us. He wasn't canceled. He was the canceller. He canceled sin. He canceled disease. He canceled poverty. He became our great substitute. Woo! Glory to God. So what if you suffer a little persecution? That just means you're godly. The Bible says, Yea, that all that are godly shall suffer persecution. Well, I haven't suffered any persecution yet. Well, I'm not saying. You can fill in the blank. But if you be reproached for the name of Christ, here's what the Bible says in Peter. You get happy. 
Why do you get happy? For the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory will come upon you and rest upon you. That means in a difficult time, you can expect His rest. You can expect His peace. You can expect His favor. I'm telling you, this grace will carry you all through the paths of your life. This grace will carry you all through the seasons of your life. Woo! Glory to God. Ha, 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 devil. Ha, ha, ha. He's the one that was canceled. And he's just sticking up his ugly head, trying to cancel this and trying to cancel that. No, thank God, he's been canceled. And there's coming a day where he's going to be permanently canceled. There's a bottomless pit for that one that's been canceled. Amen? Say with me, if I be reproached for the name of Christ, I'm happy. Because the Spirit of God... And the Spirit of glory is going to rest on me. And I will anoint you with words that are way out beyond your natural ability. When you find yourself in a difficult situation and in a tight place, expect my favor to come upon you And as you open your mouth, I'll give you exactly what to say. (laughs) Glory to God. And I'll even cause some of your enemies to be at peace with you. For I've given you supernatural wisdom and supernatural favor. And out of your heart shall flow wisdom. Hallelujah. They'll not be able to corner you. They'll not be able to bring you down. For I would remind you that I'm on the inside of you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. You're pre-qualified. So when the rest robbers come, and we don't have time to look at more of them, but you just fill in the blank. There's a ton of them out there. When the rest robbers come, just lean into His grace. Lean into His rest and lean into His peace. When we do that, we enter into the grace zone, which is the peace zone, which is the rest zone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with me. God's grace brings us to a place of rest, a resting place, A place of great calm. Oh, Jesus. Great calm. Be still. And know that I'm God. Standing at the Red Sea, stand still. Fear not. Believe only. And I will part the Red Seas of your life right before your face. Hallelujah. So this begins by doing something I'm going to ask you to do. It begins by rolling all your care on Him. It begins by being careful for nothing. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't fret. I don't have any anxiety about anything. 
I cast. If you got some weights, if you got some cares, say this with me. I cast all my care upon you, for you care for me. If you're not going to worry, what are you going to do? You're going to worship. If you're not going to worry, what are you going to do? You're going to pray. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind. You're not going to go crazy. You're kept in your heart. You're kept in your mind. And then he says, brothers and sisters, whatever things, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. My closing statements are this. No matter what the circumstances are, we can have rest in our souls. Rest. Rest. Breathe. Yahweh. Yahweh. That's what I do sometimes when I feel stress. That's what the the sages do. That's what the Jews do. Yahweh. They breathe in. They go, Yahweh. Do that once. Yahweh. <laughs> Woo, Yahweh. Now, you didn't drive all the way in today to come up short, did you? So look with me at Matthew chapter 11. Verse 28 through 30. We're going to look at the message translation. He says here, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? What that says to me, religion is legalism and it has a work to it. Being burnt out on religion means being burnt out on the law by our own works, striving and pushing. So he says, here's what I want you to do. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Now notice this phrase. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Oh, that's good. That's a sermon right there. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Grace has a rhythm. The word rhythm means flow, tempo, pace, pattern. Don't try to force grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. What this is saying, you won't have to force it because there's just a 
flow of grace and favor and rest that come from coming to Him. Say it with me. His grace will carry me on the paths He has for my life. Psalms 116 verse 7 says this. O my soul, put your hand over your heart and pray this with me. O my soul, return and relax. Come to your true rest, for the eternal has showered me with his favor. Mm. Keep that up here just a moment. O my soul, return and relax. Come to your true rest, for the eternal has showered you, woo, glory to God, with his favor. And lastly, the passion says, Now I can say to myself and to all, Relax and rest. Be confident and serene. For the Lord rewards fully those who simply trust him. Let's stand up, everybody. Praise God.